Hello, friends. I just got done talking with Corey Taylor from Slipknot. He is in town June 2nd, 2022 for KnotFest in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. He just launched a charity called the Taylor Foundation, which helps fund charities like this one, 92 for 22, based right here in West Michigan. For those still fighting the war, you go to 92 422 and that's 92for22.org you click on upcoming walk scroll to right here upcoming events there's Corey, the taylor foundation private 92 for 22 event at not fest you click register now all right and then you scroll down and you can hang out the event is open to the uh, first 50 fans Corey will be doing a one-hour private event with an opportunity for photos. That's a hundred bucks. That helps raise a ton of money for our friends at ninety-two for twenty-two. So a hundred bucks. You hang out with Corey Taylor on June second here in beautiful West Michigan. So you go to ninety-two for twenty-two.org. Click on events. The link is all that stuff. I'm going to put in the show notes here. I'm just excited that it's all happening. You know, and uh, this is of course. For our heroes that have uh, that have fought and continue to fight after they return home, so that is absolutely terrific. It's uh, Corey is just a, a terrific, terrific guy, and I'm I'm excited that to uh, have you check out this interview that I did with him. And here you go. This is my interview with Corey Taylor. Corey, hello. How are you, man? You doing all right? Never better. Never better. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm out. Out on the the wasteland that is the 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 dirty road, you know how it is, man. It gets pretty crazy. <laughs> well, no, I don't. But <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've read. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's. I mean, the, the tour is going great. Um, the it's been it's been a lot of travel, and uh, but the shows have been, God, the shows have been incredible. So it's been rad. Um, do you experience? days when you like because you know i understand when they're planning a tour you want to stay in various areas but there are also days when you can't avoid a long travel day oh yeah yeah yeah. i mean but you get used to it you know i mean that's that's the the that's the the tools of the trade you know you're going from a cluster over here but then you've got to get away and and get to this region over here and it's just you know that's you just you just get used to it you're constantly in a state of you know moving on thinking about the next show as you're playing that the one that you're playing man it gets gets yeah. weird though do you ever think um you know i is 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 touring the lifeblood of this for you? is that like something that is it a necessary evil or is it something that you wish you didn't have to do uh i mean Listen, I, there's nothing I love more than, than playing live shows. I mean, especially when I'm healthy and I'm feeling it and it, you know, the, the crowd is popping and the band is killing it. And that's with anybody. That's what Slipknot or Stone Sour or my solo band or whatever. Um, it's, there's no greater feeling on the planet as a performing musician or whatever. Um, but it's a young man's game. <laughs> I am, well, God, I'll be 50 next year, which I haven't really even thought about it like that, but, uh, it's, it's tough now, you know, like I can still do it physically, but mentally I am, you know, it's, you know, I've, I've missed large swashes of my kid's life. You know, I've 
missed big moments in my kid's life. Um, yeah. Sure, I, I've paid for, I, I you know, I've paid to, to make sure that they're taken care of. I've paid for our houses. I've paid, you know, I work and I can see the fruits of my labor, but at the same time, like you can't get that stuff back. So it's, so it's snatching moments from the jaws of infinity basically. So, but it's and, tough. And, and, you know, um, you saying that it, it's, it's remarkable because out of all the things in the world that you've, that you've earned and done, there's nothing that can hit you harder in the gut than, you know, the kid who, yeah, yeah that's tough, man. I, I, I really, that, that can mess you up. And that's no, that is no joke. And I think we're wired that way now because all we want to do is do fun stuff with our kids. So, right. Yeah. And it's, so I'm luckily I've, I've been able to, to spend time with my, you know, with, with most of my kids, you know, my, and my son, the psycho that he is, he's actually traveling with his own band now. So they're touring and doing that. And I'm just like, didn't you learn anything from me? Do you see what this crazy stuff is going on? <laughs> um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm spending time with the youngest and, uh, you know, trying to be with her as much as possible. So it's, you just learn, just learn to, to be available when you're there and be available when you're on the road, you know, right on. I mean, I'll tell you what the, the technology has made it such that it's it's so much better than when Griffin was younger. And I mean, it was it was tough, you know, because he was young. He couldn't see me. It was all phone call. You know, now there's FaceTime, there's Zoom, there's all this stuff. So you can see the people. You're not physically there, but you can see them. You can keep in touch with them like at, as much as possible. It's. It, it's a different world. It makes it easier, but it still sucks. Yeah, for sure, man. By the way, you saying that you're going to be 50, you're like a year or two younger than me. And I'm looking at our images right now. And my <laughs> hair is white and, and yours isn't. And you don't look like you're my age. Of course, I look like I'm 60. I look like I'm 60, but you look like you're 30. Well, I moisturize. You know what I mean, that's... that's <laughs> Oh, shit. I will tell you that. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I have to shave, man, because it comes in and it is full on cinnamon and sugar. It is bright white. Okay. And, oh, it's brutal. I haven't gotten it up here yet. Um, I get it on the sides a little bit, but man, the beard comes in and you and I could be twins. It's, the, yeah. it's that. So I had that. I started to add one spot right here when I was about, I was the kid who got gray hair early like oh, 20 wow. it was one little spot and then it's just my dad my dad's head is he's 88 he's it's shock white it looks like it's like it's a staggering white like uh remember that scene in lord of the rings when gandalf went from gray oh, to yeah. white oh yeah oh, yeah that's my dad and i'm like yeah. oh dad you should grow that shit out man you would be people right. would buy you drinks <laughs> it's the kind of white you can see from space is what i usually say it's like holy shit Fantastic. But he has got a full head. So I'm happy with that. You know, there you take, go. Yeah, man. I mean, some people have to pay for a, a hairline that good, you know, Yes, indeed. So, um, I wanted to talk about this. Um, there's an organization here in Michigan called 92 for 22. Right. And they reached out and said the giving back fund, and these are all things terms that I hadn't heard of. So I'm like, well, Corey Taylor is behind the giving back fund and, and 92 for 22. I'm, I'm just learning about all these amazing things. 
Can you take me through the giving back fund for people who don't know what's going on there? Well, I'll, I'll adjust a little bit. Um, the giving back fund is actually an organization who helps people like me set up nonprofits. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the name of mine is the Taylor foundation. Um, but the giving Pardon. back fund, they basically, they take all of the nuts and bolts out of it. That's some of the most fantastic people I've ever met. Um, they from day one were super passionate about what I wanted to do and did everything that they could to make sure that not only was the start successful, but that the longevity is successful. So I'm very, very appreciative to them, um, especially Mary there, who uh, Mary Mustetler, who, who yep. helped really put everything together. I and mean, she has been. I mean, just the, my my angel on my shoulder, basically, you know. So, okay. You know, so, so kudos to them. She helped yeah. you start the Taylor yeah. Foundation. Yeah. And that and that just started. Yeah, that just we just launched. Ooh, what May twelfth? I think it was right around there's when we made the big announcement and stuff. And it's uh, a nonprofit organization that I have started. Um, not only in my grandfather's name, but my grandmother's name, uh, to help raise awareness, raise money, raise funds, get help for veterans, law enforcement, and EMTs who are dealing with PTSD. Um, it's essentially to raise money for a lot of local organizations that may not get the attention that a lot of the national uh, organizations do. And um, this tour has actually been a great launch because I've been able to, in every city that I've played, I've been able to go and visit a local organization that specializes in helping them, whether it's uh, Friends of Firefighters in Brooklyn or even in Canada. We were just in Canada. We were with uh, Badge of Life Canada, um, and they help uh, with the uh, families of EMTs who are struggling with PTSD and all the all the the horrible depression and pain that comes with it. It's it's been really inspirational. It has actually really strengthened my resolve to make sure that. I try and do something pretty, you know, pretty substantive for for these people. So um, you've you've witnessed uh, the effects of PTSD. You've lived it, and I think a lot of people have experienced this. And to go for the vulnerable uh, population set as military, police, and EMTs, I oftentimes think about um, what these people have to experience day in and day out. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how they compartmentalize that. I don't know how they can then go home. And that's kind of what led to this, correct? Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it's, you know, the thing that I realized over the years, um, being on the road and meeting veterans and meeting, you know, obviously all of these guys from uh, these men and women from all of these different walks of life is that our music has helped them deal with it. And it, always, it was always strange to me. It's like you would think there would be more organizations kind of helping, whether it's with counseling or with uh, creative arts to help them express and kind of, you know, like let go of, of some of these intense feelings and whatnot. And the more I learned about it, the more I re realized it's like there are all of these places, but nobody knows about them, you know? So uh, for me, knowing what that can do to a family, knowing what that can do to the individual themselves, especially people who are in a walk of life where the stigma is still, I don't have, I don't, I can't ask for help. I can't, 
admit that I need help, you know, and that's honestly the, the biggest, that's the trickiest thing to really kind of deconstruct and, 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 you know, demystify basically. And, Do, yeah. I mean, just doing my best to help them yeah. has been, it's, it really has been the, the, it's becoming the main focus of what the foundation is. Uh, with what you're focused on with those three, uh, subsets of, of individuals. Yeah. Uh, this is also something though, that, I mean, when you think about it, um, it also is showing that, um, just people in everyday walks of life, that trauma is, is a killer. Holy cow. You hear about just the things that people go through and what that can do to them. We're learning more and more and more about it. Um, you talking about it, this charity being set up, it's another step towards making it full front and center so that people can be aware of this and Hey, it's okay to, uh, uh, you know, say, Hey, I need help. Right. Right. You know, I mean, it, it's crazy too, because it was, it was, you know, part of my culture growing up, especially in the Midwest is you didn't talk about it. You know, it was obviously something that was looked at as, you know, like it, it, you know, thinking that you needed help meant that you weren't strong enough to deal with it yourself and all of this stuff. You know, it's a very, there's an old school way of looking at it. Um, and so it took me years to kind of figure out that I needed help, especially with the traumas and, and all of the things. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three in one, triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door the eufy video lock is easy to install set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required thank goodness because if i did that there'd be holes all over the place it'd be horrible keyless entry no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters one second unlocking with get this ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be it's fingerprint recognition on this thing you gotta try this out search eufy video lock that's e-u-f-y video lock or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock full three-in-one triple security with eufy say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Things that I had gone through when I was young, and and everything that I dealt with, whether it was the addictions or the the abuse and whatnot, I didn't. You know, it wasn't until probably six years ago that I really realized that I needed to start kind of 
putting the pieces in place to, to get help for myself as well, you know? And, and once I started doing that, I realized that it's like, it's actually a greater sign of strength to admit that you can't handle something on your own. You know, the smartest person in the room is usually the person who says, I don't have the answer for that. Let's find the person who does have that. And that is essentially the same uh, situation that we have here. It's like the, the strongest person in the room is the one who admits that he can't, he or she can't do it on their own. And once you embrace that, all of this opportunity opens up to you. And once you find the right thing that works for you, that's where the faltering steps towards getting better really starts to come in. And whether it's you yourself doing it or providing help for families, because a lot of people don't talk about that, the support system, supporting the support system, once you start kind of putting those things in place, you can help a great family who has fractured and is really kind of hanging on by a thread, kind of get back to the point where they can embrace themselves again, you know? It's fantastic to hear. And also, you know, most people who um, have experienced what you've experienced from early on when you were just starting to get involved in, in the music industry and doing what you did, I imagine at that young age, you didn't think like this. You probably just wanted to be a rock star, you know, and do the things that rock stars do. Uh, how does a person develop to a point where suddenly now they're they've expanded to their repertoire and outreach program because that's what you've created essentially a lot of people would just kind of like ah, shrug and, and be on their way but you haven't done that oh what's what's in your makeup that that's caused that uh, that's a good question um i've i've always i mean even with a lot of my selfish periods in my life and whatnot and the more self uh, self-sabotage parts of my life i've always been somebody who has thrived when i feel like i'm helping other people you know even when even at my at my grossly uh most depressive addictive like just like i always i was always there for people even if i wasn't there for myself to be honest um it's just always been a trait of mine and as I've gotten, you know, as you know, once I really got a handle on my sobriety and I really started to kind of lean into the life that I wanted to live, I realized that the moments that I felt the best were when I was actually making a difference, not just in my life, but my family's life, my friends' lives, uh, people around me. You know, there was a really genuine sense of satisfaction that came out of that. And, uh, you know, the, the, the foundation was something that I've been thinking about for a long time. Um, and there were various things in my life that kind of pulled me away, like, you know, various like dark chapters that I had to kind of go through and then come out the other side to realize it's like, okay, I am now in a great place in my life. Now I want to start, look, I've done a lot for myself. Now it's time for me to start looking at what can I do for other people? And that's, that's where we are today. That's really interesting to me that you, um, the, the good feeling hormones that flood your brain when you're successful at helping people have had, that's become your addiction. Yeah, a little bit, you know, um, I, uh, you know, there's just something, there's something inspiring that comes from seeing 
things that you've helped do right help other people you know and to me it's almost like the antithesis of what is expected today you know the culture today is so almost tyrannical in a lot of ways where you're not really encouraged to help other people you're encouraged to rip other people down you know that's really all social media is that's all all the criticism and all of the you know it's more about look at me look at what i have instead of look at me what look what i'm trying to do for other people you know and i've never been one to follow a trend or follow or or you know do what is kind of hot in the moment i've always walked my own path um from the music i make to the tr the clothes i wear to the way i treat people and that's where I guess I like being the outlier in going, you know what? I've, I've had the attention. I don't need that now. What I want is to get the attention you're going to give to me. I want you to put on the people who need this help or these organizations who are trying to help these people. You know, it's, it takes, it takes five extra seconds to do the right thing in, in this world. You know, if you can wait five seconds and reset yourself and go, I'm not going to be selfish today. I'm going to do something for somebody else. And I'm telling you right now, it will feel 10 times better than that selfish thing that you were going to do for your, for yourself, you know? And, and that's, that's to me, that's a, that's a great thing to be addicted to, you know? That's, no, it is. I'll chase that all day, you know? Well, I was smiling right when you said that, cause I'm like, I'm the guy that doesn't wait and you, you tell somebody something terrible, you know, what I mean? so I'm like, ah, fuck, it's so much fun to be an asshole. Sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm almost writing the fucking book at it at this point, but, but at the same time, here's the juxtaposition though. You can do both, you know, True. you can be the guy who, makes the snarky asshole remarks, but you can also be the dude that goes, Oh, by the way, we're going to give all these people a helping hand and we're going to yep. do everything we can to help them. You know? Okay. That is all. That's all great. I love talking to you because you're kind of like the type of dude who, I mean, you know, makes you want to get up and do something. And that's, and that's part of what this is all about. I mean, you got it in the grand scheme, you're talking about the organization, but what I, I want to focus on is this, is this group 92 for 22. Do you, what do you know about these folks? I, I don't know a lot, to be honest. Okay, that's okay. I, I can help you out. Okay. There's, a, there's, a, there's 11 people last year who marched, who walked or, or rocked, I guess, uh, 92 miles um, for, from, for two specific locations in Michigan uh, to raise awareness and funds for the 22 people, uh, retired military or, or people in the military who have taken their own, own life because of the things that you've talked right. about. And so right. that's, that's who you are helping. But what I want to know is, how does the Taylor, um, how does your organization help them? How does this all, how does this all work? I mean, there's a, there's a handful of different ways that we can contribute and help them, obviously with their mission statement, uh, with the things that they want to do. Um, one of the things I'm putting together for my website, uh, once it's up and running is I want to create a, almost like a, a, a national registry of these local places where, if you hear about my foundation and what we're trying to help and you live in a certain area, you can go on my website and you go, oh, this place is available here. 
this is what they do. Here are all these different things that they do for all these different people. Um, provide hyperlinks for you to jump to, phone numbers for you to call, like do all the things. That's one thing. Another mm -hmm. thing is, is that I'm trying to raise money to donate. There they are. Um, there we go. Um, I'm also trying to raise money to donate to help help these organizations carry on because a lot of them do live on donations. And the more people that hear about them and that can donate, the better. But at the same time, you know, I'm out here right now running with the ball. So why not try and raise as much as I can? And then once um, I, have a, I have a contest going on with Fandium right now, mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, the, the, the top of the contest is two tickets, uh, front row tickets, uh, plane ride to London for uh, my uh, solo show at the Palladium in London um, in October. And uh, there, you know, there are tiers below that, but we're, we're trying to hit it as, as hard and as possible. And once that contest wraps up, I want to take about half of that money and I want to split it with all of the places that I've been on this tour. Wow. And, you know, really try to do, you know, really try to do some good, you know, obviously keep half, like keep the other half for, you know, administrative and paying the people who are working and doing whatever, but then use that also as another launching point to raise some more money. Uh, and I have some plans over the next, uh, probably seven, eight months of how I want to do that as well. But for me, the goal is to a amplify their voices while at the same time, doing everything I can to help keep those voices going. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's so, cause it's, it's nothing for me to go out and, and try and do this. You know, I, I have the, I have the reach where they don't. Right. You know? And that's the whole reason to put this thing together. No, I love it. And, um, you know, just you being here talking about it and other media outlets and things like that, that's, that's it. You know, you're an incredibly famous person who's doing this spending time and that puts, uh, the Taylor Foundation that's talked about, and then 92 for 22. Uh, that's another. That's another way for people can who can uh, who want to support them. This is all. It kind of goes at about the same time, June 2nd in uh, beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is 13 miles from here. All right. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great. Uh, I yeah, think that it's got. You know, I, I I didn't even know about any of this. It was someone approached me um, to, from 92 for 22, and then through just some basic communication here we are telling the world about you telling the world about them and and this is it this is on this is ground and pound beating the streets uh way you do it just by talking exactly. about it yeah i mean and it's we're so early on now i mean we I, we we haven't even been a foundation for a month yet right but we've also we've all also um we we've raised some really good money uh i don't know the exact number on me right now but the response has been fantastic uh, the support has been incredible. It, it's it's been this is probably one of the best things that I've ever ever attempted to do. Let's put it this way. Gotcha. So I'm, gotcha. I'm really uh, I'm really looking forward to see where we go in the future and how much help we can do. Corey, what's your favorite cover song of all time that you like to do? Oh, uh, dude, I that's tough, man, because I. I'm a rabid lover of doing covers and whatnot, especially in the right song, the right register. If you're not singing outside of it, you'd get the right group of people or doing like a cool acoustic version of one of them. You know, I, 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 I'm hard pressed 
to do. I I will say, obviously, one of my favorite songs of all time is uh, Wood by Alice in Chains. And uh, I got to play that with Jerry Cantrell one night um, at a Camp Freddy show many, many moons ago. And it was probably the highlight of my life because he wasn't even going to play. And then uh, some people can, uh, you know, talked him into jumping up and playing. And we, I was just like, this, this is my moment, you know? So it's, yeah, it's still to me one of my, one of my favorite, favorite moments. That sounds incredible. Well, I really appreciate the time. I, I wish you continued success and, and success on this tour. Everybody's safe and sound. And, you know, I just, I'm um, just very, very happy that you were able to take the time and do this. It's going to make a lot of people's day knowing that you, that you did that. So it's really uh, been tremendous talking with you, Corey. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And thank you for helping me amplify the voice. It's going to be great. The pleasure is all mine. I'll be monitoring you and uh, encouraging people to, um, uh, you know, support you and, and any of the organizations that uh, you are throwing your weight behind as well. So thank you so much. Okay. All right, man. All right. Peace. Take it easy. See ya.